If you examine the profile on the Gary report, you'll find... Bernadine, I'm in a meeting here. If you need something, I suggest... Would you mind terribly if I had a few words with my husband? Oh, what the hell are you doing? I've been to the bank. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of your children. Everybody out. Yes, out. Out. You come into my office and start throwing some tantrum because you can't finish what you started. What am I supposed to do for money? I gave you the house, now sell it. of the Hung Up Podcast, a Philly-based culture and society podcast from a Black-ass queer perspective. I am the host and producer of the Hung Up Podcast, Eric Cole, aka Tennis Bay, better known as Life Coach Eric. This podcast right here that you're listening to is streaming on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can show your support by following the show, subscribing. You can also find The Hunger Podcast on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh, TikTok too. You can find the show by searching at Hunger Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. Now, there are a few ways that you can show your support for this platform. You can hit that subscribe button on Instagram, 99 cents a month. Show your love. Proceeds go directly to the show, directly to what we're trying to do over there at Hunger Pod Live. If you don't know by now, I work with Tony Purnell, Tony the Lightworker. Every week we have our YouTube show, Hunger Pod Live. So pour in, tap in. You can also show your love by hitting that subscription button over there on the YouTube channel. And make sure you turn on the notifications. Other ways you can show your support, hit that bio link button. You can access the Hung Up Pod merch store. Get into that merch. All the support me, bitch, and relax your shoulders. Merch is right there. And shout out to at Houston Kevin over there on the Twitter world who posted earlier this week. What's the first line or song that comes to mind? And it was a picture of our four girls from Waiting to Excel. Angela Bassett, who played Bernadine Harris, Whitney Houston, who played Savannah Jackson, Layla Rashawn, I think I'm pronouncing her last name right, who played Robin Stokes, and Loretta Devine, who played Gloria Matthews. And I responded with that clip. I thought it was the slap. It was the slap for me. (laughs) And then for her to follow up with, I've been to the bank. I mean, like, Oh my God, just, I mean, just an iconic movie, classic movie. We love these women. It's just, it's one of those movies. I gotta be honest that you just don't, you wouldn't even want to see remade. I wouldn't. It just needs to stand alone, right? Some some things just doesn't need to be remade. And I see it on the timeline. A lot of people like waiting to excel to come back. It's just such a great movie based off of an amazing book by Terry McMillan. At Mr. There He Goes said, I mean, look at the form, the precision, pure accuracy. The left arm and elbow is tucked in nicely and ready for a possible counter. Shoulders squared up for her target. You can't ask for better. Talking about her form. When Angela hit this woman with that with that right hook, Tony the Pony underscore said, who do you think started this damn company, huh? Now you think you can just... Take the money and run. (laughs) Yes. Tokyo underscore chop said, I'm not worried. You, on the other hand, should be. I mean, like, the people know. (laughs) It's this this movie is uh, just I'm hung up. We're hung up. 
let's go ahead and just get into this interview because the hour is late. It is 10.07 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in West Philadelphia. And I just woke up about an hour ago. And I promise you all that this episode will be dropping today. So we are pushing through and we're going to get this thing up. I'm excited for y'all to hear this conversation with DJ Atlanta-based singer and performer and star of the hit reality show On the Way Up Atlanta. So we get all into the music and we get all into the reality show as well. Send your episode feedback to hungupod at gmail.com. Enjoy the rest of the show, y'all. It was weed outside, so I went to smoke. And, you know, I just wasn't finna let no niggas that don't like each other stand in the midst of me getting what I needed. So I stepped outside. What's up, Hunga family? Welcome to the Hunga Podcast. DJ, the singer, songwriter, and reality TV show star of On the Way Up Atlanta. What's up, DJ? Welcome to the Hunga Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, that was quite an intro. <laughs> I mean, you on your way up. I mean, pun intended. <laughs> big purr. Big purr. How's it going? <laughs> it's good, man. I, I went, um, I kind of felt like my sleep is crazy today because last night I took a late train back from New York. Um, I went to go see Ain't No More, the Broadway. Oh. How was that? It was good. This is my second time, DJ. Oh, okay, yeah, it was really good if this is your second time going to see it. <laughs> Big fire. I've been wanting to say that out loud for the longest, so. <laughs> it was Big Yeah, I just, I, I had the opportunity to go back again. And, you know, when it comes to supporting us, I'm just, I'm here for it. Especially when... The talent is there. The work is there. Like you can, you can, you can clearly see the glow up. Very similar to what we see with you and everything that you have going on. I mean, your page is amazing, y'all. Like, make sure you check out DJ the singer. That's D I I J A I T H E S I N G R. And I will definitely make sure I put your contact information in the notes, but. So that way people can know where you at and where to support you. But DJ, I give you a soft welcome introduction. Please introduce yourself and just let the Hunger Pod family know who you are and what you got in store for us because you, you got some good things going on. Thank you. I have a lot uh, going on. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is DJ The Singer. As it was said earlier, I do sing. I do write my own songs. Um, I do produce. I also uh, am on the cast of a reality show called On The Way Up Atlanta that you can see on YouTube every Wednesday night uh, at 9 p.m. Um, I'm also a professional background singer. Um, I started singing in church at 2 and have been doing it ever since. And I use my exes as inspiration <laughs> uh, for a lot of my songs, but it's, it's all, it's all for the good. It's, it's to help you guys. It's to help me. Um, and, and ultimately, like I said, I, I, I do this cause I love it. I do the music because I love it. It's a lot of people out here that um, do music and, and there's no passion behind it. But for me, this is, this is what I live. This is what I breathe. So, um, Hey, I, I'm I'm always open for more cousins. I love hugs. I love people. And we're just trying to make it happen. Just trying to make it happen. We are on the way up, pun intended. <laughs> you really are. And I really appreciate you stopping by the Hung Up podcast. And Lil Bird told me this is not going to be the last time we do a collaboration together. This will not be the last time. And thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. We're going to have we're going to have some fun. Yeah, my bad. It took a little while. You know, I had to get this appointment schedule thingy thing situation together. I'm going to tell you something that's very funny um, after the podcast, because what I tell you, you're going to be like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Cool. <laughs> so I understand completely when you say I was trying to get this this whole thing set up because we'll just say 
there's an entity in the mix and that entity is the reason why it was so complicated. I'll just leave it at that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll leave it at that. I'll tell you the rest after the podcast. I may tell you on screen. I don't know. I don't want to get sued, but I I got you. I'm going to tell you. you know, we, we, want, we want all the tea, but we, we don't want you getting sued. We want, <laughs> I we will want. definitely tell you. As soon as this is over, you're going to laugh. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So wait, DJ, did I hear some church background? You, you grew up yes. in the church? My dad, um, when I was born, my dad was a deacon. Um, but before my father passed, he was a preacher. Um, he became an ordained minister and um, was was actually in the process, uh, had preached his uh, initial sermon and was getting ready to do some really big things. His his slogan was, I have a story to tell. And so I've kind of picked up the picked up the torch and I've started using that. Um, but, yeah, my dad was a preacher. My mom uh, is the minister of music at my home church still. Um, my grandmother was a preacher. So church is is in me. Um, despite what you may see on my social media, which despite, you know, what you may see on this show, despite what you all may find out about me, um, in my day-to-day life or, you know, things that I've done in the past, cause I'm very transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, churches, church is all I know. That's, that's, my, that's, that's first, that's foundational. Period. Wow. Um, my condolences to you. No, thank you. It's it's been about five years, so I, I've definitely done a lot of the internal work. Um, but I will say that is something. Um, just losing a parent definitely opened my eyes to the reality that uh, everybody grieves differently. Everybody grieves differently, and everybody's process um, is different. Some people lose a parent and they're good in a couple of days. They've made peace with it. Some people struggle, uh, with, with many different things. Um, they struggle with, with substance abuse, sex addiction. They struggle with, you know, finding themselves, finding their footing again. You know, they, they, they just go through so many, so many transitional phases, um, before they arrive at that place of acceptance. And so, just my thing for anybody that that's lost anybody, um, whether it be a parent, sibling, friend, just be nice. Just just be nice. We need more of that in the world. We need more marijuana and we need more kindness hey, in the world. Oh, wait, you <laughs> my type of nigga. We, do, we need more, I like goodness, this. more I like marijuana this. and more kindness <laughs> in the world because Jesus Christ, like everybody's so mean nowadays. Does it have to be like that? Just be nice because you never know. You never know. With somebody's going through. Um, yeah. but I really appreciate that. Thank you. That and that's you know, your post, you you did a post uh, back in the middle of June. It looks like you, you know, made a uh tribute to your father. Um, yes, that song is actually on. Or it will be on the album. Let me put it like that. Got you, Got you. forever. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. I and I, I relate to that loss. I my father transitioned in January. Oh no! I'm sorry. Yeah. So you know, while it's you know a little fresher for me, it's still like you said when you lose a parent, it just I don't. It changes you. It does. My opinion. It does. It changes you. It makes life real, Mm. very real. Uh, And that's the only way I can put that. I think for me, um, I was living in a fantasy, for lack of better words. You know, you grow up and you have a close, or for me anyway, I was. I'm very close to my family, especially my parents. And you grow up and you know that one day they're going to leave you, but you don't know the circumstances around right. them. Um, my father had liver cancer. And so um, the doctors gave him a year to live and he lived for eight. So God gives the glory mm-hmm. in that. But yeah. um, I will also say it just, it became very real that, wow, like they really will leave you. <laughs> they really will leave you. And you really, have to depend on and lean on those 
good memories, the the lessons that they taught you, those last conversations. Gratefully, the last thing I said to my daddy was, I love you. I will see you on Wednesday. Um, and so, you know, it just so happened that that Wednesday never happened. And so these events are the events that became said song forever. Um, and there were things that I had to relive um, that were somewhat uncomfortable, not because they were bad memories, but it was just like, dang, like we were supposed to do this, you know, and we can't do it now, or at least I can't do it with you. And and I wanted to do it with you, um, you know, fish going fishing and me always falling in the lake, you know, us going, oh. like, you know. Or, or us going to ride bikes on Sunday and then going to Dairy Queen. You know, knowing good and well, I'm lactose intolerant, darling. I'm not supposed to have it. So, <laughs> you know, those things. And so, you know, that song, if we talk about songs that were challenging to write, that I think was the most challenging song I've ever had to write. Um, but I felt like I needed to write that um, in order to really aid in my healing process. Um, yeah. So I've done the work still doing the work (laughs) i love it and so like it you know for you as an artist i I just i i think it's amazing that you have that space to be able to create to help you go through your process um you know because i certainly had to find my ways and i and i definitely use the podcast to do that i also journal and i lean on the village to get through my process because to be honest with you dj I'm struggling with the transition of having this person in my life to, you know, what I feel like, you know, it has been now minimized to just memories. And I'm struggling with that transition piece right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like I said, I just, I imagine, you know, for you to be able to write a song like that, like you said, that was difficult for you to write. You were, literally pulling those words from your heart, literally. But I'm sure, you know, as an artist, you, you when you write your music, you write a lot of your music. Is yeah. Would you say that is a similar process? Like you're, you're pulling from your heart, your experiences. We talked about a little bit about fuck niggas in the beginning. <laughs> they are a real thing, I promise you. Listen, um, fuck nigga music, I would say, it, typically, it usually will make some good music. Usually. Yeah, it usually makes good music. I will tell you, and and I will I, I'll even be transparent with you. You know, we talk about that phase after the funeral, after the wake, after everybody stops coming by to check on you, after people stop bringing food over, you know, that whole transition, depending on who you are, that can be a very dark period. And for me, it was a very dark period. Um, I use sex, um, sex and substances to to numb what I would yeah. to, to what I was a lot feeling. of us do yeah yeah, yeah. That's I, a very I, familiar I, place I absolutely I was looking for comfort and I was looking for 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 love um my father's love in in all these other places um and I didn't get it um oftentimes didn't get it a lot of times I, I found myself in a darker hole than when I first started. So you definitely, when you talk about having a village, you definitely want to have that village. You definitely want to take it one, literally one step at a time. Yes, mm. the, that money that you get, you know, from from the insurance company, that that's a nice little cushion, but that doesn't that doesn't take away the 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 feelings, and you got to sit with those feelings. Um, and you just gotta, like I said, you just gotta take it one step at a time. If you gotta cry in the middle of the grocery store, you have your moment, you get yourself together and you keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all, you know, I think that our loved ones could ever ask for. It's a challenging transition, but as long as you keep moving, don't stop moving. That's, that's all I can say. That's the best advice I can give. Don't stop moving. Don't stop living. Um, you have to live, you know, your life is not over. Um, it's just that a particular person that was in your life they're still with you they're just not physically with you um and i think when i got that understanding it was it was easier to move around um in addition to that i will also say just in writing these songs yes some things are you do pull from your heart and certain things are challenging 
um, to relive. Uh, there was a, an abusive relationship I was in at one point, and I was talking about leaving that relationship. But there's a line in the song that says, I, uh, I wasn't perfect, but I tried to be good to you only for you to turn around and tell me that I'm dead to you. Like, just having to write that was, like, cringeworthy. <laughs> it was cringeworthy because I was like, I don't want to, I don't think it sounds dumb, but it's just so, it's so transparent and it's so honest. It's like, like, do you really, like, do you hear yourself right now? Like, you really said <laughs> and subjected yourself to this. And so when you're writing these songs, like it's a whole thing, it's, it's a whole thing. So you definitely go through, you have to pull from those honest places in order for people to identify and be able to relate. Everybody's not going to like everything and everybody's not going to agree with everything. But as long as it's honest and transparent, it'll never miss its target. And I feel like we need more that translates and, and translates to people that can relate. And that's why you do such a great job as an artist, as an individual with connecting with people. Thank you. I can feel that vibe. I can feel that energy. And I can also, Uncle Paul listeners, y'all picking up on that tabernacle spirit. And, ah. and like, I can definitely, I, 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 I don't know what it is, but you have a way about you that is spiritual, um, especially in how you speak and in your confidence. DJ, how would you say the church, being having that background, give us one way the church has shown up positive in your life as an adult, as a performer, and give us one way, give us one negative. So to be totally honest with you, in my adult life, I don't go to church frequently. Um, as a child, that was something I was forced to do. Um, it was something that I was told to do. It was, you live under our house, under our rules. You will be in church every Sunday. You will be in choir rehearsal every Wednesday and every Saturday. You will be in Bible study on Wednesday. You know, you will be in church conference on Tuesday. Like that's, that's just what it was. We're sending you away to the Christian summer camp. Yep. Mm -hmm. You're going to be there. Christian summer camp, you name it. Like you're going to be there. (laughs) You will be there. And so, uh, you know, I can't say necessarily, um, yes, I can. I will give you this. Um, a positive church has taught me to love all people for just being people. Um, and I'm, I'm sure some people are just like, well, how is that? Because church people are so judgmental. Some of them are, yes, they are. And, and I will not, I will not take that away. Yes. Some church people are flat out mean and evil. They are mean and evil and they are, you know, they are hateful and, and, and they will talk about you at the drop of a dime. They are not who they say they are. They do not live the lives they say they live. However, that's just people in general. That's people in general. But on top of that, in that treatment, I found that I have a choice. I can either love these people and give them the love and respect that they're deserving of simply because they're people, not because I like them, but because they're people first. And because they're people first, that means that there is room for error. There is room for error. There is room for mistake. There is room for for wrongdoing and you you don't have to accept their treatment but the way you treat them is about you mm-hmm. and so when i discovered that i had a choice i chose to love those people because even in all of my excuse my french fucked up ways god finds a way to love me in spite of he still finds grace to give me every single day there are some things that I have done in my life that I'm not proud of. However, those, and even though those things could have ended my life and probably should have ended my life, God gave me grace to wake up the next day. Mm-hmm. He still loves me in spite of. So that same love that's given to me, if I want it, I have to give it. So I will say that church, that's a positive uh, that church has, has given to me, but in a negative way. Church has made me to some degree afraid to live. Um, for a long time. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug this. Um, I have a single out right now called Masturbation. Um, 
And for those wondering, like, ooh, let me go listen to this. Yes, go listen to it. It is a song about self-love. Um, you know, on a Friday night, I had a little too much red wine and I was puff, 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 puffing on my on my marijuana. And my regular wouldn't pick up the phone. And, mm-hmm. you know, I ain't feel like paying no money to go to those sex party or a sex club. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm about to cut this camera on and we about to do this video and I'm about to get it in. And I did. And so, so you know, as a child, I will say this is how this ties in. As a child, when I was still making puppy water, um, I was exposed to things that I probably shouldn't have been. And so because of those things, you know, I was taught in church that any form of fornication is wrong. I'm not here to judge anybody. Do you live your life? Um, Because I definitely live mine. But I would definitely say that what I was taught in church was any form of fornication was wrong. That means any type of sexual pleasure, you name it, it's just wrong. And for me, at that time, like I said, I was making puppy water. And every night, well, not every night, but, you know, some nights you, you, you touch yourself. And after that, I would just feel so guilty and so convicted. And I literally would get on my hands and knees and be praying half the night, like, Lord, don't send me to hell. Because literally, <laughs> that's, that's what I was taught. Anything you do yeah. wrong, you're going to hell. That's just what it was. You were going to hell. And I just didn't want to go to hell. I didn't want to go to hell. I didn't want to disappoint God. And so church, to some degree, made me afraid to live and and made me afraid to really embrace who I was a hundred percent. Um, you gave me a compliment earlier and I, I didn't tell you in the moment, but thank you for that compliment about my confidence because at 33, this is the most confident that I've ever been. Yeah. I like the, what you see on social media, this is the most confident, um, that I've ever been in myself, in my abilities, in my superpower. Cause I'm magical. I'm a unicorn. Yes. You know, I'm just so just, I'm loving me right now. I, I love, I love this person, you know, but had you met me, you know, 16, 17 years ago, this would have been a totally different experience. You would have gotten shy, insecure, low-key depressed, you know, living in shame and just, shame. I didn't love me. I did not love me. Um, I didn't love me. I didn't love my situation. I didn't love my environment. I hated life. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I look at life totally different. Life is a gift. Um, you know, after a couple of run-ins with death, it's like, shit, like, this is a and gift. And you realize, like, you're still here for a reason. And I-, I am here for a reason. This is a gift. And, and I'm going to treat it as such. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm so hung up. Like, Look, we're on the Hung Up podcast, you know. <laughs> you know. So... Let's, um, before we get in, because you, you already kind of opened the door. Um, I want to talk about your new single a little bit before you go, but yes. you're also, you know, we got to get into this on the way up, Atlanta. Yes. Tell us about the show. How did you get involved? So this is how this happened. And, and one thing about me, this is always a story. It's always a story, darling. So I was supposed to be on season one. The way that I got introduced, I was at a friend's birthday dinner and uh, we walked in the venue and we just saw these cameras and I'm like, what are they doing? And I saw that they were having a birthday party and they were just like, hey, the producer came over to our table and was like, hey, does anybody over here sing? We need somebody to come and sing happy birthday. And I was like, I sing. And they were like, well, come over here and sing happy birthday. So they had me sing happy birthday to one of their cast members for season one. Um, They were going to try to bring me on towards the end of the season, but it just didn't pan out. Um, For season two, they wanted to bring me on, um, but they thought that I was too much like another cast member on the show. Um, And then they saw us work in the studio together. So I was kind of like a friend of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. But then for season three, they had an opening and I was like, well, you know, I got the album coming. And I have some other stuff that's in the works, you know, so we can come on, we can talk about the music, you know, just my struggle in that, you know, I'm not coming on here to fight with anybody because I'm too grand, but too grown and too grand. But, you know, I definitely can come on and tell my story. And literally, that's how I got involved. This is a, a show. I don't like to, you know, put any additional titles on it, but this is an amazing production. Um, you know, you have eight different 
characters uh, from all different walks of life. Everybody does something in their own respective fields. Uh, you have entertainers, you have, uh, like I said, actors, you have an event planner, you have, uh, you know, there's a guy on our cast who played in Coachella with Beyonce. He actually got a Grammy for it. Uh, we actually have a well-rounded cast. Ooh, and, black excellence. Yeah, black, ex- black excellence at its finest. And you basically are getting a glimpse into all of our lives and just how we literally are on the journey to the way up, pun intended, um, and just our struggles therein. Uh, for me, you know, you'll definitely see me in the studio working on my album. You'll see me with my family. Um, there's a really touching scene. Um, I don't know which episode it is, but you'll see it this season um, where I go visit my father's gravesite for the first time since he passed. Um, so that's a very emotional uh, moment for us, but uh, you're going to get a lot. You're, you're really going to get a lot. For people who didn't know me or, or know anything about me personally before this show, you'll definitely get a lot of that. If my music wasn't transparent enough, you'll definitely get all of that transparency on this particular season. I'm looking forward to it because I have the show queued up. Um, I'm going to definitely be tuning in. Oh my goodness. Yes, please. It's running be- my damn mouth about what I think. And I- I'm definitely going to be tapping in because I love this type of stuff. Um, especially when we're at the ground roots, you can just kind of see the possibility. And, yeah, you see the possibility. Um, and yeah. I will tell you the most challenging thing about this. I thought the most challenging thing about this was going to be the transparency um, mm-hmm. or just working with people you know, or working with different people. Some people I've never worked with, you know, I thought that was going to be challenging, but what I have found to be the most challenging thing and not even that it, that it, that I'm bothered, but more or less, it just gets on my nerves. Um, you know, is people who have all these opinions about you and they don't even, they don't know you. They don't know the situation. When you do wrong, they hate you. When you do right, they hate you. And I'm just like, the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm just like, Half of y'all still live in your mama's basement, mouth on the titty, and y'all literally sit in the basement watching hamster porn, and you have nothing to do but attack me. But guess what? I'll be back next week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> be back next week. So guess what? Get used to it, because I'm going to be on your screen. So I may be annoying to you, but they love me, and you do too. So <laughs> DJ, like you earn your spot. I have earned, earned my spot. Oh, the way, like, you deserve to be there. So let us all have it. Like, give us all to it. We are absolutely fans of you, and we will be watching. Thank you so much. I love you guys. And like I said, you're definitely going to get, if nothing else, you're going to get a whole lot of good stuff this season. Um, you're going to get some more music. Um, you're going to get some more music. You're going to get a whole lot of singing. Um, I couldn't leave that out. Um, yes, you're going to get drama because it's a show without it, but you will definitely get a more singing than anything from me. Where can we watch the show? On the Way Up Atlanta premieres every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on YouTube.com. So you can tune in and watch all of this ratchet behavior, because I'm a hood rat outside of outside of my pro- professionalism. I love UGK. I want to see it. I'm just Look, I love UGK, 8-Ball, MJG. You know, I'm just, I'm just ratchet to the core. But uh, no, seriously, aside from all of that, you're really going to get a good show. Um, like I said, it comes on YouTube every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. And you just don't want to miss it. Like I said, outside of the other reality shows, I know there are other reality shows out there. But one thing that I can say about our show for sure um, that really draws people in, our show is 100% real. None of this stuff is scripted. They have thrown us in situations and told us to figure it out. That's literally what happens. We show up, they they give us a venue or they give us an event. We show up and the cameras start rolling. That's it. They don't tell us what to say, even in our confessionals. They don't tell us what to say. They just let us do us. So this and sounds like reality, reality TV. That's reality, reality TV. If you like the real world, if you like... Um, what was another good show? If you like making the band or uh, Flavor of Love, things of that sort, like you're definitely gonna gonna love our show. <laughs> okay, I'm 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 hung up, and I can't wait to post some clips, repost some of your clips, and um, so we got the show. We got you have a new single out right now, and you mm-hmm. 
about it. You you mentioned it a little bit earlier, masturbation. Yes. We're all here for it because here at the Hunger Podcast, we know masturbation saves lives. Like it how many times <laughs> how many times did you say, you know what, let me go ahead and take care of this myself? And didn't answer that text, didn't go over that guy's house, like didn't end up in that situation that we was like, yo, I probably didn't need to be in that situation to begin with. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, <laughs> honest with you, unless you've been there already and you, you know, you got what you needed, you know, if you're just taking a gamble, nine times out of ten, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. I, I can speak for me, you know. I've had some of y'all's favorites. I've had, hey. you know, some people and it's just been a, I've been disappointed. I've been disappointed. You know, you see things on online or you see things, you know, it went, you know, cause you have to go through that whole interview process before they come over. And so you see things and it's just like, nah, that ain't what it was. It it. <laughs> nah, this ain't what it's given. This ain't what you said. You know, and so, yeah, you, you find yourself disappointed. So I, I'm all for self-pleasure. If you can't get you off, then nobody else can. If you don't know what you like, then how can you teach somebody else? You got to know you first. You got to know your body. Um, and you got to know, you know, what's going to get you. You know where you're trying to go. And you got to know how to get you there first before you try to teach somebody else. So um, I, I decided to write the song. I felt like women can talk about anything in their music and they can get away with it. Um, even masturbation, but I felt like, and even to my recollection, I don't know any men that write songs about masturbation. No, I can't. Not off the top. I'm, I'm, I, if, if I had to guess, Tank probably got something out there that we had, that I haven't heard. <laughs> I don't know anybody that has a song about masturbation. No. Mm-hmm. I felt like, Except for I need she's a, fe- and she's an artist. She's a female artist. So, yeah, I felt like I needed to say something. I felt like um, I felt like guys needed a song for those people that that do jack off on a on a consistent or intermittent basis. Um, I felt like guys needed something to identify with. They needed something to relate to. Everybody's not picking up ten bitches from the club and taking them home. Everybody's not having threesomes. Everybody's not in polygamous relationships. Everybody's not in a relationship. Everybody's not making love, you know, to to this song, whatever that song may be. Everybody's not doing that. So, you know, I felt like I needed to say something. Um I must warn you in advance, it is very colorful. So if you are afraid of colorful lyrics, this may not be the one for you, but by all means, feel free to press play. This is not a song that is safe for children. This is not safe for words. Grown people music. This is grown people, like grown, real grown people. <laughs> <laughs> real grown people music. So yeah, we go there. And, I'm, and I wasn't ashamed of it. I wasn't ashamed of it. Now, definitely my mother was not happy. Um, with this particular song, she was not happy, but I, I felt like I needed to say something um, because it's it's a real thing. And I, it's a believe it or not, it's a taboo topic. Masturbation is a taboo topic and a lot of people do not yeah. uh, discuss it. They don't discuss it because, you know, for some people it's a myth. For some people, you know, if if that's all you do, then your life is boring and so are you. But that that's not true. That's not a lot of that influence comes from religion, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but well, that's why it's tied back to religion. I mean, honestly, DJ, we can have a whole episode talking about that. Listen, we I got time. We can do it. <laughs> I would just say, you know, in regards to that, at this stage of the game, I'm I'm not religious at all. Not religious at all. Um, now y'all talk. Now we'll be here all day, but you talk about going to hell. All right. Um, I feel I feel like religion to some degree will 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 get you there because it's a lot of misconceptions. It's a lot of hearsay. It's a lot of people imposing or trying to uh, trying to project their own personal beliefs onto a, a group of people who are coming to get help, um, who are coming to be fixed. You know, and and I just feel like at this stage of the game, for me specifically, I'm just building a relationship. That's it. 
I'm I'm rebuilding my relationship. That is it. And I think honestly, for a lot of folks, especially with that background, that that, that church background, a lot of us had to rebuild our relationship and kind of reimagine what spirituality, what faith, um, what a lot of these things mean to us. And I think like. <sighs> As we get older, as we get adults, it's, you, you know, we should expect these things to change. I mean, we're not, you go from a child's mind to an adult mind. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Like, but we're, it's ingrained in us at a, a young age that you don't question, you don't explore, you don't ask, you just Ooh. listen to what we tell you and you do what we say, not what we do. Mm-hmm. And don't question, don't, don't question the, the, the elders. If you ask me, that was the biggest crock of shit ever. It really was. Because it, it, I, I wish was, I knew then. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew that then. Yeah. Um, because my response to that would have been, if you don't ask, how are you going to know? Right. How are you going to know? There are so many people right now. And when I discovered this, I had a preacher actually tell me, um, you know, you're you're not going to hell. Let's start there. Because... The only way that you end up in hell is, and it's written in the Bible, the only way you end up in hell is if you curse the heavens. You can't come back from that. You can't get forgiveness for that. Everything else you can get forgiveness for, you know, and and so as long as you're, you know, trying to live up to God's expectations, that's all he asked you to do. That's all he asked. He didn't ask you to be perfect. He didn't ask you to get everything right. right. He just said, just try every day is is a new is a new experience and i think if we could just be more gracious with ourselves and do our own research and i say this all the time but this is literally it's been proven time and time again people don't like to read people don't like to read people take for face value and that's why there are so many people living in confusion now there's so many people living in confusion, people living in denial, people living in, you insert the word, because they didn't do their research. You have to do your research. Everything in the Bible, you don't know if it's a letter. You don't know if it was a law. You don't know if it was something inspired by. You don't know. You don't know, but you're, you're not going to know until you do your research. You don't know if what's written applied to the time. Like you got, you got to do your homework. And people don't want to do their homework, literally and figuratively. Uh, it, it protected a lot of, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, it's the end of the day. My mind, my brain is starting to slow. Shut up. <laughs> what's it, the word? It, mean? I'm a wordsmith. I love words. It protected words. a lot of trauma. It protected a lot of people who were monsters in the family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, DJ? Yeah. Like, this, all this silence and all this what, what did they tell us growing up what goes on in this house stays in this house yeah and that's why I'm a product of a what goes on in this house stays in this house type of family my father's father who lived right across the street was actually his cousin and every time he would ask my grandmother who's my father she would be like why why you want to know and she went to her grave and never told that man who his father was. And it wasn't until my father passed that we found out who his biological father was. And my mom sent me a, I was at the park and my mom sent me a picture and she's just like, do you know who that is? I'm like, that's my daddy. And she's just like, you sure about that? And I'm like, how are you going to tell me what who my daddy is and what my daddy looks like? She's like, that's not your daddy. And I'm like, oh no, like, well, who is it? And she's just like, that's your granddaddy. And I'm like, oh he looks just like my dad. Literally, it's like my grandfather laid on a copier, copy paste. Whoop! There's my daddy. Wow. And, you know what I mean? Like I don't, yeah. I don't subscribe to that way of thinking. You know that whole concept of you know what happens in this house is stays in this house. That's why you have all these little girls running around here carrying their father's children. That's why you mm. have instances like what was found today. Um, it was in the news. There was this kid. He was found buried in his basement. And they arrested the mom and the boyfriend. You know, like nobody's saying anything. Nobody's saying anything. And these people think this is okay. There's nothing okay about that. There's nothing okay okay about that. Even on the show, people get upset with me in these comments. And they're just like, I don't think you should have checked this person. No, I need it to. I need it to. I think people are so comfortable with keeping 
things to themselves and, you know, not saying anything because, oh, that's none of my business. It it was your business at that time. It's going to be your business when it comes out. You know, you're going to make it your business. So why not make it your business now? Because you never know who you could be saying, who you could be saving. Mm. Even, even people in abusive relationships don't say anything. I love him. I don't want to leave him. He didn't mean that. He's not like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's it like? You run around here, your mouth jacked up, your eye bloody, you know, your, your eyes black, your nose broken, you got broken ribs, you're scared to go to sleep, you're scared to go home. What is it? What is it? Speak on it. Open your mouth. You open your mouth to put everything else in it. You open your mouth to talk about the next person. You open your mouth to do everything else. If you see something, say something. If some don't feel right, speak on it. Because you never, you never know who you could be saving. You don't know if you could be saving yourself. You never know if you could be saving mm-hmm. yourself. And so people, I, I'm just one of those, I just don't, I don't believe in being silent anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't believe in that. And you can call it being the black sheep of the family. You can call it whatever you want, but I just don't believe in, in being silent because being silent is what got us here whether it be in a bad relationship and here could be anywhere, mind you, but being silent is what got us here in this bad relationship, in this, in this job that we hate in, 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 in whatever, you know, speak up, stand up and speak up, stand up, stand up (laughs) and speak up. You get, you can get what you, you can have anything in this world that you want. If you speak on it, speak on it. If you see something that don't look right, speak on it. Stand in, interject. I ain't saying risk your life, but if you can get 911 involved, whatever. Do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. If you need help, speak on it. Somebody in this, there are billions of people on this earth. Somebody's going to help your ass, but you got to know how to ask for help. You got you to gotta know how to open your mouth and, and say what it is you need. DJ the Prophet. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> family, y'all, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. All the time, and I just be like, y'all just be giving people titles. These people are not prophets. Uh, <laughs> that part. I'm that serious. Part. Listen, I, no, I that was really that was really a word, and I and I felt that, and I received that, and um, you know this 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 can't be our last time, DJ. Look, I'm sitting. It here won't thinking, be. Well, we go, right, exactly. We got we got the thing coming up, but I'm also thinking for the podcast. Back to the podcast part, though. You know, I want to get into your show, and again, hung up family. You can check out on the way up Atlanta at YouTube. Tune in because I'm gonna be watching, and I want to have you back on the show after. I've gotten a chance to get caught up because look, I'm gonna have questions and things. Yes. I, I wanna know what had happened over there <laughs> and what she has said. Like you got you, I'm gonna have to have you back on the podcast so we could dish about the show. I would love to come back to and dish about the show because I have answers. Because I was <laughs> I was there, you know, contrary to what they said in the comments, you weren't even there, but sweetie, I was there. And I was there before any of this was filmed because I know these people. Hmm. So I have the answers. <laughs> I have the answers you want to know. So by all means, I will definitely come back and dish uh, about our show. Yo, you were just so dope. I, I consider you a member of the Hung Up High family now. You are I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad to be a part. Listen, I'm such a fan, such a fan. And I just I'm I'm glad to finally be here. Um, talking to you because, like I said, it's it's been a minute. We were trying to get it together. We finally got it together. Like like Barry White said, we got it together, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that is so cool, DJ. That is D I I J A I, the singer, songwriter, reality TV personality, star. New single out right now masturbation make sure y'all check it out follow his page and like i said get get caught up on the show because yes. we're going to be coming back together and dishing about the show and also keep your eye on hunger pod live our youtube show because we want to see dj we have more questions we want to get into the music and y'all already know my homeboy tony co-host 
Y'all know how he gets. So <laughs> it's going to be a good time. And I can't wait to, because look, that's what it's about, DJ. Collaboration, us coming together and building this thing up as a community. Yes. So let's do it. Come clean. I'm hung up. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. And I have more to tell y'all. Like I said, y'all keep watching the show. We are two episodes in as of right now. Tomorrow makes three. I hadn't told y'all shit yet. Uh, we have ways to go, but we're already deep in 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 the drama, so to speak. So you definitely want to want to get caught up. You don't want to miss this. Bad. All right. Anything else you got for the Hung Up High family before we say goodnight? I just want to thank you for having me. I love all of y'all, all my new cousins. Y'all feel free to come over. Uh, follow me on all of my social media uh, under DJ The Singer, D-I-I-J-A-I, The Singer, spelled the regular way. And um, I, I would love to connect with you guys. Do not be strangers. I do respond to everything um, that you guys put on my page. So, <laughs> yes, feel free to feel free to reach out. It's, it's all love. And I just want to thank you for having me. And I will definitely be back. Yes, I'm looking forward. This was dope. This was such a cool ass conversation. It was. Yeah, I'm about to go. You got me like I'm about to go in here and pour a glass of wine and just kick back for the rest of the night. Yes, do that. Do that for me. I'm getting ready to go to the gym. I gotta go work out. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I, I meant to ask you that, like, because it's it's giving body. Thank it's- you. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I try to take care of myself uh, when I realized that I actually am that dude and I actually am the shit. I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll go with that. We'll just stay in the gym. We'll We'll prepare for summer 23. I have swimwear and a and a bikini that I'm ready to put on and show out for y'all. So be on watch. <laughs> be on watch. Oh, we are. That's the lead. Baywatch. No, I'm kidding. Baywatch. Uh, <laughs> okay. But no, thank you so much for having me. And this was fun. This was fun. I can't wait to come back. Good night, everybody.